This Sunday we hear again something like the similar complaint that we've been hearing for the last couple of weeks. And we hear it in the first reading when we are presented with some protests that God is not fair. Why does he punish with death one who begins in virtue but falls into iniquity while granting life to the wicked one who turns from sin? And this is the question that Jesus takes up in the parable in today's Gospel as well. In his parable, the first son represents the most heinous sinners of Jesus' day, tax collectors and prostitutes, who by their sin at first refuse to serve in the Lord's vineyard. But at the preaching of John the Baptist, they repented and did what was right and just. The second son represents Israel's leaders, who said they would serve God in the vineyard, but refused to believe John when he told them they must produce good fruits as evidence of their repentance. The Lord severely scolds the chief priests and elders of the people. On the outside, many of them looked righteous and holy, but as we know from many passages in the Gospels, The Lord is never fooled by a person who looks holy, yet is not so on the inside. The Lord is never fooled, because his divine gaze pierces deeply into the hearts of those in front of him, then and now. He knew those to whom he spoke, and he knows each and every one of us. In fact, the Lord knows us even better than we know ourselves. Once again, therefore, this week's Holy Scripture readings invite us to ponder the unfathomable ways of God's justice and mercy. He teaches his ways only to the humble, because it's only the humble who are teachable. And in the epistle today, St. Paul presents Jesus as the model of that humility, by which we come to serve God and know life's true path. We can only come to God to serve in his vineyard, the church, by having that same attitude as Christ. A truly humble person can recognise God's justice and receive his mercy. And this is what Israel's leaders lacked. In their vainglory, they presumed their superiority that they had no further need to hear God's word or listen to God's servants. But this is the way to death, as God tells Ezekiel today. We are always to be emptying ourselves, seeking forgiveness for our sins and frailties, confessing on bended knee that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. Protesting that something or someone is unfair usually has a connection with justice, but not necessarily, because a person's understanding of what justice is can be faulty or deficient. When we speak of a moral virtue, that is, an habitual way of thinking and acting, justice consists in the constant and firm will to give to God and to neighbour what is due to them, 
what we owe them. Justice towards God is called the virtue of religion. And this is what is exercised every time we pray and every time we come to Holy Mass. We give God our time, our reverence and our worship because he deserves that for all that he has given us, most notably the possibility of eternal salvation. Justice towards others is respecting the rights of each person and to establish in human relationships the harmony that promotes equity and the common good. Acting justly, though, does not mean we have to agree with everyone. A clash of ideas can be had with the respect that justice demands. This is something that we cannot achieve by trying hard. We need the supernatural help of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit abides in us when we are in the state of grace and only he can make our mind the same that was in Christ Jesus. But what about humility? That we've just spoken about justice. Humility is also a moral virtue and it's a great helper to justice. I think that being humble is really difficult in our time. We live in such a media-driven world and many people want to be the centre of attention. They want to be known and recognised. Social media doesn't help in this regard. It certainly feeds off and promotes narcissism. A humble person, on the other hand, listens rather than wants to be heard. A humble person puts others first. Those who are humble show care, concern and compassion and they usually make good friends. No matter what our age or state of life, each one of us needs humility, not only because it makes our lives and those around us peaceful and calm, but also because of it the flavour of holiness saturates our existence. Now we must not be afraid of or resile from mentioning holiness because that is our calling and our destiny. To live with God eternally in heaven is to be totally holy like God is himself and that is where we are meant to be. Becoming holy is hard because there are many pulls against it both within us and around us. But on the other hand, it's simple, even if it does take practice. St. Therese of Lisieux, the great teacher of the simple way, said, Holiness consists simply in doing God's will and being just what God wants us to be. And let us also remember the humble Virgin of Nazareth as October begins. Her holy rosary is the pathway of humility, where we can take her hand and be led into holiness. So pray the rosary every day during October and pray the rosary every day of the year. May the Immaculate Heart of Mary triumph. May she pray for us. 
And may Jesus Christ, her Son, be praised. Amen.